0: The Carmen and Yurko podcast is sponsored by Tito's Handmade Vodka. Check out the ESPN Chicago Games, sponsored by Tito's Handmade Vodka at ESPNChicagoGames.com. Watch us compete against each other, share memories and laughs, all for charity. Tito's Handmade Vodka celebrates 25 years. Cheers to you, Chicago.
1: Live from State Street and the old National Bank Studio, this
2: is Carmen and Yurko. See them on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago.
0: Or listen to the ESPN Chicago app, ESPN 1000 and 100.3 HD2.
3: This is WMVP, WSHE HD2 Chicago.
0: A good karma brand's radio station. Bears Monday. We're back in the studio. Carmen and Yerk with you live in the old National Bank State Street studio. Up on Twitch, of course. Today and every day, twitch.tv or download the app. Check us out there. Join the chat. Share your thoughts. I, uh, I am, like, I'm oddly calm after the Bears gave up 49 points and lost by almost three scores. As- three as- after touchdowns. witnessing what we witnessed? After witnessing what You're we calm? witnessed yesterday in Dallas... Help me through this. Like, walk me through it. Why am I oddly calm and not all that hot and bothered? I actually walked out of that building yesterday going, man, at least fields in the offense are starting to click. Like, that's so what I thought. Right.
2: You're greeted with the news that Robert Quinn was traded for a fourth-round pick, right? So yeah. you're greeted with that news. You know the defense isn't going to be as good as it might be if Robert Quinn is in there and playing the way he played last year. So you know that going in. You're also, the big question mark always is the offense and how is the offense going to play? Now, did the offense play as well as it played because they jumped out to a little bit of a lead and maybe they softened up or did, no, this was still a ball game and it was 28-23 and your team was competing and the Chicago Bears were out there competing. Your feeling is that the Bears were out there competing 28-23. Uh, what was the score when uh, when they ended up getting the uh, it was defensive touchdown? It was 20, no, no, I'm
0: sorry. It was 35. They had just scored. They were down 12 at the point. The Bears there we got go. The so
2: 35-23. The Bears get the ball back. And the all of a sudden, the way they were going, you felt right. like, hey, they
0: might go right back down you and
2: think, score again. You think something's going to happen for yeah. the Chicago Bears. Here they go. They're on the move. They've been moving pretty much all day. Hey, this looks like it's going to be absolutely fantastic. And for one uh, reason or another, Enkel Harry's on a block. He's already eluded one tackler. And while being blocked, he decides to run a little bit closer to the guy than he needs to and get stripped of the football. All right? and you, then mean, he's picked you mean up David Montgomery? David Montgomery, yes. yeah. Yeah, and Kiel Harry's on oh, the block. Oh, I got you. He's blocking. That he's, guy's yeah. engaged with NKL Harry in a block. You. He decides to run close enough to him to I let the football get poked out of him I for some saying. reason, and that's David Montgomery. So, do you feel good about the offense? Sure. You feel good about the offense? Did it put up 31 points? They missed two two-point conversions? They did,
0: you Yeah, yes. silly.
2: Why go for two-point had conversions? had
0: back-to-back 30-point performances. Right. You know? like, we that. don't see that often.
2: And you looked at what your quarterback did. You looked at what his rating was. You looked at the fact that he found his receiver and hit him across the middle. Good timing. There were a lot of positive things. Look at the offense. The defense didn't show up. The no, it did not. defense didn't play.
0: Defense got crushed.
2: Team scores 49 points. You're not winning games no matter what. So what do you have to do if you're philosophical? You sit back and you take a look and you go, okay, we scored twenty nine points, could have been thirty one. All right, the offense passed the test. The quarterback looks like he's a little bit better than what we thought. That's it. That's what you get. That's what you get out of that game. They lost. They, they got crushed. They did. They, they did. Got crushed.
0: Like, I'm not. I'm not crushed. I'm not devastated. I get you. Uh, disappointing effort by the defense. There's no doubt about it. The thing that stood out just watching that game in the stands and then going back and rewatching it this morning. Uh, And either way, I think it was pretty evident following that game yesterday. Uh, While Tony Pollard's a very good running back, we tell you all the time how good he is. Uh, You know, anybody can find running backs just about anywhere these days. But when there is no resistance from a D-line whatsoever, when guys get uh, big heads of steam running downhill... yeah. Into the second level without being touched, any offense is going to look good. Any ground game, any running back well, is going to look good. And I sent our friend Jacob Nitzberg a text, uh, a tweet, uh, uh, an email this morning in ESPN stats and info. I said, hey, real quick, give me the numbers on yards before contact. My guess was it was going to be ugly. And it was ugly, Yurko. Dallas had 155 rushing yards before contact, 5.34 per carry, both of which were by far their season highs this year. The Buck fifty five was the eleventh most by a team in a game this season, and the five point three four yards before contact per carry that Dallas had against the Bears defense yesterday, York, was the eighth most of any team game this season through almost eight full weeks of the NFL. That's how bad it was. Well I'll offer up this um watching
2: it on film this morning with you that I'll blame alignment. I'll blame assignment, and I'll just blame plain missed tackles. It almost looked like defensively if they went in it knowing they were up against it and they decided to play somewhat tepid,
1: hmm.
2: which is a shame, which is a shame. But alignment, assignment. And there were a couple of times where they had a double on the defensive end. And there's nobody out there. I mean, that guy's looking to go someplace else. That double is supposed to come off the guy. and they're go- but, there was nobody but there was nobody because going? of alignment. Really? Something happened. Somebody was out of, you know, not where they were supposed to be. The receiver's kicking out on the guy outside who's probably got contained. He's got to keep that outside shoulder clear. You got a double on your defensive end. And there's nobody showing on a 17-yard run by Tony Pollard that Eddie Jackson makes tackle on. Eddie Jackson was the first guy to touch him something's wrong with alignment. Something mm. is either wrong with alignment or assignment. Somebody needs to flow. Somebody needs to get out Get out there. So that was a little bit of a problem
0: also. That was the disappointing part yeah. of the game. I get it. You got gashed. I mean, the the, the Cowboys punted twice. They, they basically did whatever they wanted from the opening drive, which I thought was a good drive. They got a couple easy throws, quick throws for Dak. They played with a lot of pace early. Um, I, 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 it was almost like, are they doing it? They couldn't have been too worried about the Bears' pass rush, especially especially without Robert Quinn. But it looked more yeah. like, let's get Dak in a rhythm right. and in a flow. They went fast. Yurko made the note. They ran three offensive plays forty-four in the first seconds. thirty seconds yeah. of the game for first forty-four for seconds. they were done with three offensive plays they're right away. Field, yeah. I they're mean, just moving, like that. moving, moving, moving. Two runs in a pass. They went real quick. Um, the defense had a brutal day. There, there's no way to sugarcoat it. But I'm telling you. And I think a lot of Bear fans walked out of that building yesterday feeling it. And there were a ton, as we predicted, and as we talked about all weekend. And it was great being down there. And we'll have some stories from Dallas from the weekend. The place got loud every time the Bears did something good. When Eddie Jackson got that pick, yep. that place went nuts, man. You yep. could hear it. You could feel it there. Watching it back this morning, I'm like, man, it does sound loud. When Eddie got that pick and we felt like, all right, there's like a little bit of momentum now. They wanted a reason to cheer. Absolutely. And I think even in the third quarter, every time it felt like the game was getting away, and it probably was when the offense was on the field and Justin was looking good for the most part, there was a little bit of a buzz amongst the Bear fans. And this is all we're waiting for. This is all we're asking for. Can he continue to get better? Can he build on some of these performances? And I think slowly but surely he is. I know the numbers aren't totally gaudy. We're not talking about 300-yard passing days. I get that. But all in all, you can't Leave that game. You cannot, like, go back, watch that game, and think that there isn't some progress and some growth that's happening right now from the quarterback. I didn't see the game. We were there yesterday. I saw the highlights this morning on Good Morning Football. Go watch Zach Wilson's game yesterday. Not good. I mean, the throws that Zach Wilson, the three interceptions yesterday, are you kidding me? And and they've played roughly the same number of games. Justin might be two games ahead of him, maybe three games ahead of him. But you're talking about the same draft class. You know, even Mac Jones. Like, I don't well, know. He was benched that, last week. He, guys. Yes, he was. Yeah. Is, would anybody say that Mac Jones is, like, getting exponentially better from where he was last year? And he did some good things for that offense and that team last year. But look at Mac Jones the last couple of weeks. Look at Zach Wilson's game yesterday. And really even through some of their wins, I think. It's not because of Zach Wilson. Look at Trevor Lawrence's ups and downs and his struggles. And I think there are some positive things to start taking away from Justin Fields' game log here and his games. And that's all I'm asking for and hoping for this football season out of the Bears. I
2: think you get caught looking at it too closely sometimes if you're looking game to game. Look at it from the beginning of the season, first couple games the way he starts playing at the end of the season, then with the year of growth and what it looks like next year. So that's what you're really looking for. I can't tell if Mac Jones is better or not. I'm going to tell at the end of the year when you sit back and you look at everything. Because, you you know, some guy's are going to have bad games. And you're going to say, well, he's going backwards. He's going backwards. But every quarterback has bad games. Jimmy Garoppolo had a brutal game. A couple weeks ago. Yeah, a couple weeks ago. He came back and he looked like uh, Mozart back there playing, you know, playing a concerto. I mean, it was absolutely fantastic. No, but that's just state. i got to look at it from the whole season. Do I see him improving? Yes.
0: Justin. Yes, Good. Justin
2: Fields. Do I see him improving? Yes. yes. Right? I still think Trevor Lawrence is the creme de la creme. Of that group? Yes. And if his receivers could catch balls, oh, I think life
0: would be a whole lot easier that's for true him, too. too. They're kind yeah. of victimizing him. But I'll give, I could say the same thing about Justin. Look, the one throw I think Justin really wants back, and we all let out a collective moan in the mm-hmm. stadium... The one throw I think he really wants back was their first one. And I love what they did on their first offensive play. Dallas went down, right down their throat, 7 nothing lead. What do the Bears do? What's the first play? What does Jericho always talk about? Why doesn't Matt Nagy do this more? Why don't teams do it more? Here's hard play action. We're going to throw it down the field. Yep, They had a one-on-one on the outside. We're going to throw it down the field. And Justin underthrew him. And Equimani, Equimani, was Brown. Open. that ball's in front of him. It's probably yep. six. Yep. And I think that's the one throw Justin would honestly tell you. I really wish I had that back. I wish I was a little quicker. And I wish that ball was out in front because St. Brown had to slow down. Ball got batted away. I love the play call to start. I love it. And what and do you it, do?
2: It, if you complete that ball, what do you do? Dude. You put them on the back foot and they start asking themselves in the huddle, what just happened? Why'd that happen? How'd that happen? You put a seed of doubt into their brain and then all of a sudden now, you've got a chance to build on a little bit of momentum on the road in theoretically a hostile environment where you seem to have a lot of fans.
0: Yeah, you did have a lot yeah. of fans. I mean, uh, Valus, Jones, catch the ball at the goal. line. Yeah. So Justin was victimized by drops a little bit, yes. too. Catch the ball. St. Brown again on the play uh, towards the end of the half after the pick. Would it have been a tough, terrific catch? Yeah, but, like, you're six five, Justin put it up in a spot where you could go and ho- let your receiver right. make a play. High point the ball. It was in his hands for a second. Make the play. Every help week. Help the guy out and make the play. Carm, every week you watch wide receivers make great plays all over the place.
2: They help their quarterback out. Yes. And at some point, Justin Fields' receivers are going to help him out. I hope. There's going to be a point, maybe a little bit later on, that, that, that the receivers will help him. But yeah. No, listen, it's it's positive, but... You get beat 49 uh, 29, you're scratching weird. your it's head. A weird and you're like, kinda, all right. I know. Like, and then you got to look forward to that one's behind us. Let's see what we did well. And in this type of game, I would uh, highlight just the egregious mistakes and go over those first and then put some highlights on, on the tape because you can't sit here all day and spend a whole day reviewing over what happened. All right, let's highlight some of the stuff that we did badly. This is what we need to fix. This is an alignment issue, this is an assignment issue. We can be better. We've got enough in this room to go ahead and compete at a high level. Let's do it, and then finish off with the positive. All right, this is what we did good. Take a look at this. We should be able to do this all the time. Yeah. And then boom, we've got somebody coming up this week. Let's make it. Miami. Let's make it happen. You got it to talk yeah, about And Miami's an Yeah, Waddle. Um,
0: you got Waddle, and they got Tyreek Kill. We walked out of that stadium in Tampa last year with our tail between our legs. And even though the Bears d- lost by twenty, I'm telling you, it's the most bizarre thing. But I don't think Bear fans walked out of that stadium yesterday with their tail between their legs. I, I really don't, or hanging their head. Right. I I really don't. Do you agree with that sentiment? Three one two three three two three seven seven six. I'm going to give you the numbers on fields over the last month because they are starting to get better. We're, I think we're starting to see some growth here, and that's all a lot of us have asked for. You know, Waddle said it a lot too, and Sylvia said it. I. If they win five games, so be it. But if we get to the end of the year and we're like, hey, Justin Fields can play a little here. Here we go. The Bears might have something here. It'll be like a big sigh of relief. It's not necessarily, even in a topsy-turvy wide open NFC, it's not necessarily about the wins and losses. We don't expect them to be competing for a championship right now. Nobody expects them to go to the playoffs. They're not good enough, even in a weak NFC, to go to the playoffs. But is Justin Fields in this offense getting better does it look competent and i think in the last couple of games it started to look competent and you're talking about 30 point performances or or damn near close to it in the last couple weeks when we're used to seeing 14 and 16 and it's like a miracle if they get to 17 points do you, do you have like an odd sense of comfort even though they got drilled by 20 yesterday? Three one, two, three, three two, ESPN is the number. Talk bears with us. Stories from Dallas from the weekend. If you were down there like we were and want to share anything, let us know. How'd you feel walking out of the building if you were there? How'd you feel after watching it yesterday? It's Carmen and Yurko. We'll take your bears calls when we come back on a Bears Monday.
2: Listening to Carmen and Yurko on Chicago's Home
0: for Sports, ESPN 1000. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Tell your smart speaker to play
3: ESPN
0: ESPN 1000. 1000. Bears lose 49 29 in Dallas in week eight, but the offense did a lot of good things again. I like the play calling, you got to hold on to the football. Uh, if you're a couple of the wide receivers, but they, they continue to run the hell out of it. I got a good stat for you in a little bit about oh, the Bears running wait. game and the yeah. things they're doing on the ground this year. I'm excited. I think the play calling's been good, though, these last couple of weeks, taking advantage of of what Justin does best. And it's not just always running him. It's a good way to get your quarterback hurt. But just the design and the misdirection in their offense and scheming some guys open here in the last couple of weeks, I think they're encouraging steps, even though they got drilled by 20 yesterday. Here's Justin Fields in the last four games, sixty four percent completion percentage, five touchdowns to two interceptions. So we like that. That's above your, your two to one. At right. the minimum, minimum one. you should be two to one. Right. you know, inching towards that three to one. Two and a half to one. Two and That's a half to one. Better. Exactly. That's yep. even better. Five touchdowns to two interceptions. Seven point nine yards per attempt. Two hundred and seventy seven rushing yards. Was that seventy a game? Right, uh, eighty a game. No. Yeah, 70 a game, right? Yeah, is this three games? Yes, three games. So 70, uh, four games. So seven, that'd be seven, about 70 rushing yards
2: 277? Yes. Divided by three? They, no, four games. Four games. Yeah, yeah, I got so you. about yeah.
0: 70 rushing yes. yards a game. Yeah. And a quarterback rating of 97.6. That's pretty good. I'll, I, I'm encouraged by all of that. I'll take all that. Of course you will. Starting to look like he's getting it. Throwing the ball uh, a little bit more. Of course you will. Throwing
2: it into the windows a little bit Looks more. like he's a little calmer out there, too. He does. Right? He does look like he's calmer, like he's in control. Now we just need to touch somebody down and that's okay. Um, you're... Not saying that they're not gonna come back and score a touchdown anyway. It looks I mean, like they
0: were gonna score Dallas, anytime they wanted. Yeah, Dallas could score any time it wanted, yes. What do you do there? Explain that for everybody too. That was on the turnover, Micah Parsons picks up the ball and Justin just sort of left well, no, Justin
2: him. comes over and jumps over the top of him. And you know, every once you revert, you know, did he did he did he give himself up? You know, did the guy on the ground give himself up at that point? You're not gonna bowl into him, right? You're not gonna knock him out. But at some point, you know, you're there, you planted two legs, and you decide to jump. You plant two legs, stop, and just touch him down, and that's it. No big deal. I mean, they got up, and yeah, but, I mean, that ended the game, that iced the game for you, it was over. It
0: totally did. At that point, it felt like,
2: okay. I I can understand you're frustrated. You threw a pass. You completed it. And I looked at the replay again with Montgomery, and again, N'Keele Harry is on the linebacker. He's got a body on him. You can widen. There was room there you could widen to get around him. By the way, we all love
0: that you call him N Keel Harry.
2: That's why I love him. Yeah, (laughs) N Keel Harry, right? Nikil. Well, it's N apostrophe Keel, right? So it's N. It's the letter N. It's standalone by itself. Maybe you're right. Like uh, if T T Boone Higgins, it the T T. is by itself. Yeah, T is by itself. Nobody 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 says.
0: Taboon t- pickens, they say T-Boon Pickens. Nobody likes to tell other people how to say their name properly like your coach. That's the right. absolute best. At the end, no, no, you're alone. saying your He's name N- wrong and N- Keel Harry. Sorry. Uh here's Eberflus talking about coaching fields up uh after that play. You gotta touch him down. Yeah, 30. just
3: touch him down. We've showed multiple times uh during the course of our situations take that we show every Friday um that you gotta touch guys down. You know, and it's whoever right there in the scrum. When you see that, you got to touch him down. We know that. That's part of pro football, and we just got to do a better job there.
0: It does feel like that was the thing that kind of that was it. That okay. Now there's no. comeback. Yeah. and it might have been a well, long shot anyway.
3: But you, you had
0: were a lifeline. good though. things offensively, you know? and you, you got, got a lifeline. Yeah, exactly.
2: Now there's a difference. I, you know, I could be in a race, and my motorcycle is, uh, you know, five seconds behind the guy in front of me. But then when my motorcycle breaks down, there's no chance in hell I'm going to be able to come back. Yeah, right. Yeah. So you know, in this situation, the motorcycle kind of sputtered a little bit. Boom, boom, boom. Sputtered. I allowed yeah. him to get fifty seconds ahead of me. Now I'm really up against it. And that was a problem. Look, I mean, the, hey, it happened. Yeah. He's going to learn from it. I I don't mind that he didn't touch him down because he's playing better.
0: Yeah. Okay. But now let's better. just
2: touch him down. That's common sense. That's football. That's the basic That's football. All. We're not talking nothing complicated.
0: Common sense football. Touch him down. Let's go. Uh, remember a couple of weeks ago against Minnesota where the Bears allowed the Vikings to convert at an 80% clip on third down? Yeah. Yesterday was worse. And it's rare when teams – I gave you the stats that when we came back that Monday. Uh, it's rare that teams allow uh, an opponent to convert at 80%. The Cowboys were 9 of 11. Ouch. Now, with that said, the Bears were at 40%, which is good. It's kind of like, you know, if you can get to 40, you feel good, right, York? Yeah. They were 6 of 15. The Bears had 22 first downs. Bears had 240 yards of rushing offense again. Justin Fields did a lot of good things. Didn't throw an interception. Didn't turn the ball over. Threw two touchdowns. Had a rushing touchdown. Um, So, like, these are all positive, encouraging steps. For the third straight game, the Bears have rushed for over 200 yards, Eric. And four of their last six. The last time... Here, I told you I had a good stat for you. The last time the Bears... Have had three or more straight games with 200 yards. You got to go back to 1968. 1968 was the last time the Bears have done that. It's a long time ago. They've done it seven times in franchise history, but as you'd imagine, most of them were in the olden days. They were all in the 40s, 50s, or 60s up until. Yesterday, where they've gone three straight games over 200 yards. 68 rush. Gale Sayers. Must have been, right? Yeah, I, would, I would think. They, I,
2: him and Butkus came out in 65 first round draft yeah, Had yeah. to be. Had to be. Had
0: to be Sayers. That's the last time it happened. It was October. Uh, it was three games late October, early November of 1968. That's how long it's been since the Bears have done that as a franchise. And I, 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 dare I say, I was a little surprised to even know that it happened seven times. But I guess it makes a little sense when you see the games mostly happened in the 40s and 50s when it was such a different game. But they're running the hell out of it, man. And what do we keep telling everybody about Khalil Herbert? That kid that kid can play. No, yeah, I mean, he's a running back, uh, and right. so they're interchangeable, but he's explosive. I think they need to get him the ball a little bit more because he is the more explosive player.
2: I think I think the point is, you know, I always said Tony Pollard I thought was the better player than Zeke Elliott was, but you paid Zeke Elliott, so you had to keep him in there. Yeah. But, I think if the Cowboys could get out of the Zeke Elliott business, they'd be more than happy to be able to get out of that business. I think, of course. And then yeah. when it's time for Tony Pollard to get paid, it'd be time to get out of the Tony Pollard. It'll business.
0: be Malik Davis's turn. And, they just right, drafted. Exactly. I think he was actually undrafted, but I think they like him. They uh, but they got him out of him Florida. Out Florida. Yeah. yeah.
2: So Herbert is yeah okay. Yeah. He's better than uh, say David Montgomery is, which is why you could say goodbye to David Montgomery yeah. now. How much of a difference maker? And this is totally unfair, as I say this. Okay. This is unfair. All right. Okay, I'm laying it out there. I am not being fair at all. But how much of a difference was Roquan Smith yesterday on that defense? You're gonna pay him twenty million dollars. I don't think he was a difference at how all. How much of a
0: difference maker was he yesterday? When you when you when you give up four hundred yards and uh, you know <laughs> And some of this is hard for linebackers. We talked about that, you know, yards before contact. When your D-line is getting pushed around and the holes are gaping and wide open. It's tough for a linebacker. I think that's why you're saying this isn't fair. When when a guy like Tony Pollard's got ahead of steam and nobody's touched him for five yards, like, good luck to you. But to your point, it's hard to make a difference. Right. At that position. At that position.
2: And, it's and, hard. and it was the same thing with, who was the stud? Dan Morgan. Remember Dan oh, Morgan? Sure. Same thing with him. Sure. Without the guys in From front of Carolina, him doing what right? they do. Yeah. yeah, Dan played in Miami of Florida. Yeah. Uh, Cushing with Houston. Cushing, yeah. yeah. Oh, look. Yeah, great looks. Look at what I'm doing. But it's the t- people that are in front of you that are creating a havoc to allow you to fall unencumbered to the ball. Yeah. Okay? So... Are you going to pay Roquan twenty million dollars next year? And he's had a couple of nice games. He's found a way to get to the quarterback, but he was non-existent. But yesterday. is he that difference maker that you need? I think he's one hell of a football player. Yeah. Uh, if, if if you know he's it's timing Great and it's about somebody that loves you. If he can find somebody that loves him in timing, he's going to get paid twenty million dollars a year. I hope it's not the Chicago Bears because
0: hmm. I'd rather spend that money on somebody and get to the quarterback on a very consistent basis. Me too. I would definitely rather put my funds there. I like Roquan a lot. I really do. Left tackle He's a good player, pass rushing stud, athletic defensive end slash
2: tweener between a linebacker and a and a defensive end, and then truly a stud corner. Yeah. Okay. That's where you need to be. And if you if, if we can extrapolate our thoughts out over the course of time and think that Justin Fields is going to be the guy, you've got your quarterback, okay, and you got your quarterback for five years, right? Because you're going to pick up that fifth year option yeah. and then you can negotiate whatever you want when you want, yeah. right? So your window now with the money with what polls is going to be in his second year, his window is two to four, two, three, four, right? That's what he's gotten, and then the decision's got to be made, and now the money's got to go to the quarterback. So the, this is your window to make some hay next year, the year after, and the year after. So that's what the Bears are looking at, and it looks like the Green Bay Packers have done enough to damage themselves. Yeah, they've lost four in a row. They have. They were three and one. Now they're three and five. They look bad doing it.
0: You know, Mike's in Cicero with Carmen and York going is was doing thousand. Hey, Mike,
3: how you doing? Good. Great. What's up, Mike? Hey, I I just want to get everybody off Justin Fields' back. This guy is the yep. best quarterback I've seen since Sid Luckman. I'm old enough to remember <laughs> that one. Wow. Uh, you know, we got to look at the cast of characters around him. He's going to be an elite quarterback wherever he plays. Let's just hope he doesn't get killed. I'd just like to touch on, you know, what they really need to fortify their offensive line and defensive line in the next draft and free agency. Oh, that's going to that, be key, it. yeah.
0: No, I think you're He's right,
3: been, yeah, he he could do it all. He's been an elite quarterback at every level he's played at, and there's you know he's shown enough here with the cast and characters he's playing with to say that. Damn, what would he have done had he been drafted by another team which had a. Offensive line that could protect them in a couple of well, receivers. Yeah, and three That's
0: other
2: teams. And yeah, three right. other teams that drafted quarterbacks that could have taken him, and they didn't. So,
0: all in all, how do you think the O line? You, did you get a good enough view, York? You got to rewatch some of it. I mean, yeah, did the O line hold up okay I, I'd yesterday? I'd have to
2: rewatch a little bit. Even when he faced that pressure, I remember the little move that he put on uh, Demarcus Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Was that he did the spin he, out of Lawrence? He spun yeah. out of Lawrence. He, he He's great ended up getting that. the yeah, and then he ended up getting the first down. You did, did. Could see the frustration out of Lawrence. Yes. yes, he was on block coming to the quarterback, licking yes. his chops, thought he was going to get what he was going to get another sack on the stat you know it yeah. didn't happen so that's yeah, kind of fun hey, this offensive line is going to do it the best way they can okay they're going to be doing it with smoke and mirrors right? beat up and battered duct right tape, now and not that tape, good anyway yeah duct tape and screws yeah they're just going to try to keep it together yeah and keep it afloat I, I mean, besides the quarterback, I mean they've got to be do some I think they're better run blockers than they are pass blockers. Yeah, no doubt it's better seems run like
0: blockers it. than they are pass they blockers. Road grade right and now. the quarterback obviously helps you get all that yardage also. when we come back, we want to take more of your bears call, so sit tight thoughts on the game, Justin's improvements. Uh, are you surprised? are you pl- are, are you happy? Um, do you are, are you at ease at all a little bit that yes he's starting to figure it out. he's starting to look like he's understanding it. he's making plays. 3123323776 Talking Bears, it's Bears Monday with Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000.
2: ESPN 1000,
0: Chicago's home for sports. Bring Carmen and Yurko with you at home or in your office. Just tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000.
2: Allow me to
1: reintroduce myself. My name is Hol.
0: Back out to your calls in just a minute. Taking uh, all your Bears calls on a Bears Monday. It's what we always do. No guests today. Remember, tomorrow uh, we're going to be out and about. It's always fun to get out, especially midweek, and come have lunch with us and play some games at the Dave & Buster's in Vernon Hills. That's right by the mall, right, guys? You guys are up there. Yeah, it's, nice. it's, it's in the niche. mall, It's in Carm. the mall. It's in the mall, Carm. Um, so we're going to be uh, just off of Route 60 there in Vernon Hills at Dave & Buster's doing the show live. Waddle & Sylvie will be there. Uh, Black & Abdallah will be there uh, just to be out and have some fun. And, uh, we'll call it a football Tuesday. Kick off the month of November. It's, we're really uh, excited. It's, it's a darty, guys. It's a darty. It's a day party. It's a darty. It's a darty. It's darty. Like, What's darty? a darty? It's a darty. It's a day I party. I love this word. We could also call it a dayger. It's a day-rager. A so the, A kids, the kids called call them dagers now. I, well, I'll up you guys up you guys on the uh youth nomenclature. I love it. Dagers are day-ger. day-ragers. Darties the... are day parties. Darties and dagers. All right. Well, that's I tomorrow. You. I can do that. We're excited about November. Because it's foot like this is now football is going to start. I think getting good and even better. I think teams now know well, they yeah they're striving yeah, a little bit. Most have got eight
2: games under their you know belt. Yep. and now they know if you're a serious contender and you're playing mediocre football, you've got to play better football.
0: Uh, we've got Thanksgiving, of course, which is our favorite. And what else? Starting in three weeks, we got World Cup. The Carl. World Cup. We're excited about November. Sans Italia. Uh, don't remind me. Two but at World least Cups in, in a row. Me and my buddies are already making plans for the day after Thanksgiving for yeah. the big Italy, Italy, the Italy. big U.S. England game. Oh, Can't that's wait a for big that. To do, it's a yeah, big I think to do. A one o'clock. Uh, you guys kick will be hoping. Time. I know
2: you're a big fan of the Americans. Yeah, I know you are. You kidding? You guys will be hoping Harry Maguire is on the back line. Okay, because Harry Maguire is playing what they call substandard soccer. I love it. And his football is being played from the bench now for Manchester United. Put him on the. It, the, the starts have been taken away. He'll still get out on the field every blue
0: moon, but. So if you uh, happen to be out and about and you just want to come by, say hi, uh, grab a cold one, play some games over at Dave & Buster's, that's uh, tomorrow. The station will be up there all day doing uh, the shows. So we can't wait for that. we got more stories to tell about Dallas. We, what a weekend we really had. And the Bear fans, again, just taking well, a over up, yeah. Big D, man. My whole
2: flight last night, Southwest Airlines coming back at about 9-something out of Dallas. We landed
0: close to midnight. Nothing but Bears fans you're, everywhere. You're, if you, and you were gone, you know, was, Peggy was in for you on Friday. Yeah. If you could have seen the scene at Twin Peaks in Irving, Texas, on Friday, it, you would have thought we were at Oakbrook Terrace, right? And we cross talked with Chris and Adam because they were in for Greeny, and I mean, they could hear it and feel it. And I said, I said to the guys, I'm like, guys, just imagine if like the team we love was good. Like, yeah. what if they were the Steelers? I mean, look yeah. at the way we support this team. As, well, as York, there were. That place was at capacity. I'm guessing 300 to 400, maybe 350 people was capacity at that Twin Peaks. They were turning people away at the door. They were at capacity. You're kidding me. 80% of them were Bears fans. That came down... Either just, you know, that were going down that heard us talking about it, or there were transplants that lived did, down there. Didn't they have a little outdoor activity there, a little outdoor space no, that they could have put some people in. At. And it was raining all day. It, oh, it rained blood. all day on Friday. Did it? yeah Yeah, like yes. hard, pretty much Well, they all day. needed
2: it in Dallas. They need a little rain down there. They it, did, it,
0: it was awesome to see the way the Bears fans turn out and show up and, and support this team. is was incredible. Real quick, I'm going to play Justin Fields, then back out to your uh, phone calls. You know, here's Fields talking about kind of what we've been talking about, you know, sort of balancing this loss with some of the growth from the offense.
1: Um, You know, I think just look at the positive things, of course, you know, watch the film and see where we need to grow and uh, keep getting better. But, you know, um, I think the offense today, uh, you know, played well. And, you know, of course, there's always room to grow, get better. But, you know, as a whole, we put up 29 points. I think that was the most most points they let up this year. So, I mean. Um, just you know, just keep working and keep getting better each and every day at practice.
0: Yeah, please do. And here is Fields asked if something has clicked within the offense. I
1: think I'm just you know uh, getting more comfortable with the offense. Um, you know, I think our guys are too as a whole. Um, you know, I think we're growing. Um, and you know, it's what week nine coming up. So um, you know, I think everybody's getting more and more comfortable as we you know game plan and put plays together. Um, you know, Luke. And you know our offensive coach has done a great job figuring out what we do. You know, good as an, uh, good as an offense. You know what uh, each player does individually, individually well. So um, you know we're you know figuring that out, and you know, I think that's you know credit to our success for sure. All right, back out
0: to your phone calls three one two three three two three seven seven six. Bob and Rosemont's next on ESPN one thousand. Hey, Bob.
3: Good afternoon, fellows. You know every week fields displays a skill set that you cannot coach, and they translate into plays that you simply cannot defend. And if you're not optimistic about that kind of progress, I I don't know what you're looking at. Um, You know, the stat you commented on about the rushing over the past several weeks, Mm -hmm. the impressive thing about that is when you don't have an impressive passing game to offset that, and create the environment to be able to run that effectively, and you're dealing with a quintet that kind of seems to be makeshift from week to week, yeah. uh, it is truly impressive that they've been able to stack up those kinds of performances week after week. And, and I always yield to Yurko as it relates to line play. And I think that I was keeping an eye on Jones at the left tackle spot, who Yurko commented a week ago was kind of in the deep end of the pool. I thought he acquitted himself fairly well against Micah Parsons. And uh, I'd like to get Yurko's thoughts on that. And finally, uh, in, in terms of that Parsons fumble recovery, I'm going to give my uh, my quarterback a pass and not wanting to get in the path of that guy who was about to get up and start rumbling in the other direction. i you got to do is touch him point- <laughs> uh, Well, I understand that, but by the same token, Schofield was in a position to knock him out of bounds or tackle him, and, and he's the guy who elected to do the touching. And that, that frankly, infuriates me a lot more uh, then Fields not getting the job done there. But uh, all in all, I thought there was certainly room for optimism, and I agree with you guys on that point. Yeah, certainly. I'll tell you this, Bobby, the, thanks, buddy.
0: the left
2: tackle's got a little bit of distance to go. And it's okay. He's young. He's a fifth-round rookie. not yeah. a first-round draft choice. Yeah. He's a fifth-round rookie. The best thing he can do is to continue to play. Yeah, Continue to play, get coached up, get better. And that's fine. And, and you know, he probably graded out as uh, 80 this week, if I had to guess.
0: All right, I can Right check. there, solid. Uh, Great out about grade. not
2: PFF. Oh oh okay. I'm talking about his own coaching stuff. Oh, okay. That's garbage. See. It's not garbage.
0: It's Don't garbage,
2: Carm. It's worse than garbage. I, I you want what if it's an eighty? It doesn't matter. I'm just telling you what I saw. My expert opinion. I'm gonna check
0: and let's see if it's an eighty. All right, that's fine. I will check PFF's grade on him. Scott is in Tennessee. What's up, Scott? Scott yes, this
3: is uh Scott Tennessee. Um, Jericho, um yep. I um want you to talk about the the Cowboys from the, from the 70s. You remember how they used to shift and stall back and the offensive line? Tell me about that. And uh, didn't, the, didn't the Cowboys start the shotgun back in that day?
2: I believe the Cowboys did have the shotgun started. They, they uh, well, Tom I, Landry I, started the shotgun? I think it was Tom Landry and the shotgun. And the, the shift that they used to do, the offensive linemen just go up and down when they get down to the snap. That, I mean, I think that's what he's talking about. The shift has been around long before Tom Landry has done anything as far as lining up and shifting in another position. I think he's talking about the offensive linemen going up and down. Mm. If I had to guess, that was the Cowboys. It was unique to them, and it was I, we always laughed. We always made you know we imitated it when we were kids. Yeah, having a good time when you get the Cowboys in the seventies. We also liked from the longest yard the reverse peel, where you peeled out, you lined up in the huddle, and then they ran that way. Yeah. And
0: you peeled out to the line of scrimmage. So we always like that, too. After 1 o'clock, Yurko and I want to talk about the game day experience there. Um, Oh, it's special. And and George McCaskey was there. We saw George walk by yesterday. If if George isn't telling his people, like, just take pictures and bring it home and this is what we're doing, they'd be foolish and crazy to not exactly replicate what they're doing. And, look, Dallas, from what I heard, kind of stole the concept from what they do outside the ballpark. At St. Louis, right. the baseball stadium, right. is somebody more than one person from down there saying they get they looked at what the Cardinals didn't said we need a live entertainment district like this where right. it is, folks, it is spectacular. Right. Green Bay has something similar, but Green Bay has their own bar. Somebody told to me to walk that too. in, and it's yeah. very
2: nice and it's very big, but it's yeah. one facility with one thing. They just want to serve you beer, right? Right. Okay, that's why there maybe a curd here or there. But it, it's there to serve you beer and a place for you to congregate and to watch TV, uh, you know, before the game. And then everybody ends up going inside the game. Um, down there, it's separate restaurants. Yeah. It's different it's- restaurants. It's different
0: versions of food that you can get all yeah. over there. It's incredible. Yeah, it's fa- mean, it just,
2: with an outdoor area.
0: And, and, of course, they get the benefits of better weather throughout the year. And they can utilize that outdoor area more. I get it. But if the Bears are not exactly replicating that, they're crazy. Right. And it will be fantastic, folks. Don't worry about them leaving Soldier Field if they can pull that off. I'm telling you. And anybody that was down there to experience that game day yesterday knows exactly what we're talking about. I do want to spend more time uh, talking about that after 1 o'clock. More of your phone calls coming up, 312-332-ESPN. Talk Bears with us. You're starting to get more and more encouraged. Even though the Bears kind of got whacked yesterday, 29 points. You know, Left a couple out there, too, because they didn't tack on. The extra points they were going for two. I mean, you know, could have had back-to-back 30-point performances here. The offense looks like it's starting to get going. They're making explosive plays. They're running the hell out of the ball. Justin Fields looks like he's getting better. Are you encouraged by that even though they got blown out by the Cowboys? 312332 ESPN we'll be right back listening to Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000. Follow at Carmen DeValco and at Yurko64 on Twitter. Carmen and Yurko
2: on ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports.
0: Crosstalk with Waddle and Sylvie in an hour and 10 minutes. We got World Series baseball tonight as it resumes in Philly. Series tied at one. The exciting weekend of baseball. If you caught some of that, I know it gets lost in the shuffle a little bit with football, but the rally on uh, what was that Friday night? Pretty impressive. Yeah, by the down five nothing. Yeah,
2: down five nothing. And Come then back they knock Verlander out of the yeah. game, tied up five five. Then it
0: goes to the extras and Real Muto with the big yeah. home run to the opposite field uh, for the winner. Or something. And then they lost. Phillies lost game a uh, two. So tonight, big swing game always. Game three back in Philadelphia as the series resumes, and you'll catch it right here on ESPN One Thousand. It's Carmen and York taking your calls, talking about the weekend. Bears lose, but uh, believe it or not, a lot of positives, I think, came out of that game. Got to fix the defense again. We're back to uh, where they were a couple of weeks ago, where they were getting absolutely gashed. I mean, it was easy-peasy for the Dallas Cowboys, for the most part, yesterday. Way Yeah, too way easy. too easy. Joe's in Mount Prospect on ESPN 1000. Hey, Joe. Hey, guys. How you doing? Okay,
3: man. How are you? I'm good. I just uh, wanted to get your opinion on the Robert Quinn trade. You know, he's been pretty non-existent all all season up to this point, and uh, I've seen a lot of people saying, "Oh, we missed him so much yesterday," but he really hasn't done anything all year.
0: Well, I um, look. First of all, I- it's not like yesterday was the first time the Bears got completely eaten alive on the ground. I mean, and I don't want to all blame this on Robert Quinn. Robert Quinn actually yeah, plays the pretty fault. well. Yeah. It's not really his fault. It's I'm, the but, team's fault. It's a defensive the, yeah. collapse and So I, I don't know, you know, what, how different would that have looked with Robert Quinn? My guess is probably not that much the way the Cowboys ran it down the Bears' throat. You know, it's probably not going to look all that different, I don't think. Uh, I'm happy the Bears got a fourth rounder for him when I thought that his value was gone.
2: His value, I thought, was in the offseason was going to be higher than it is now in the regular season that he's done nothing. What does he have, one sack still? Still one uh, sack going into this he has this one weekend. sack
0: and a couple of pressures. Right.
2: One sack going into this weekend. I didn't think you were going to be able to get a fourth-round pick for him. You did. Now they terminated the last two years of his contract, he becomes a free agent at the end of the season.
0: Yeah. So, congrats. He might have been able to fetch you more, but okay, you didn't trade him in the offseason. So, to Yurko's point, where yep. it looked like maybe his value would have been completely shot... Like what? What could you have? Could you have gotten a second rounder? I don't know. Maybe that's a reach. Could you have gotten a third rounder? prop Maybe. Maybe they could have. You got they what you set got for a fourth. Sports at least they got something for yeah. him. I've got no problem with that. Let's go to Matt in Fort Worth. Matt came by the broadcast on Friday. York. What up, Matt? Hey, I just wanted to say, man, you're you're not
2: exaggerating. That was a great time down there at Twin Peaks. I had a lot of fun and
0: a couple cold beers too. It exceeded my expectations, Matt. I got to say, and all of the you guys down there that are transplants that support the Bears, and I know we, Matt, I was talking about him. He's been down there for you know going on 30 years. Right, but right. Can't take uh, you know you can't take the bear fan out of him, even though he's in Fort Worth. So I thought it was just an incredibly strong showing of support and a great display. And yeah. were you at the game yesterday Matt or no? Yeah, I oh, was were. at the game too. Okay. And yep. yeah, that's my third Bears game to be uh at there. And
2: uh it's it's a ton of fun. It's a great stadium and that's watching great. Justin Fields um just really you can see that he's becoming something. Yeah. And it's very special and it's enjoyable and it's it's the hope that uh, we're smart with our money next year, and we actually become something. I,
0: I think there are positive, encouraging signs happening. Matt, thanks again, and it was nice meeting you on Friday. We appreciate you stopping by. Remember John from Joliet who called York when we were asking for barbecue recommendations? Yes. Another native Chicagoan from Joliet. You would have liked John. Fun guy. Big ZZ, top beard, good dude, just fun, doing, you know, shot a crown and a beer, that kind of guy. Right, right. He called and he told us about Hurtado. He said, go to barbecue. I'm telling you guys, go to Hurtado. We went to Hurtado. He was not wrong. Not only was the barbecue fantastic, but it was just in this cool kind of little area downtown Arlington that had a bunch of, you know, good bars and places to eat. You could kind of go from one another, some outdoor seating. It was a beautiful day on Saturday. It was gorgeous yesterday. It wasn't as nice. It rained a lot in the morning again. But we got barbecue. Then we went to a bar next door and had a cocktail there and watched some football. Then we went to the bar next door to that and watched more college football and watched a thrilling fourth quarter between Ohio State and Penn State and watched some other games. Then we found this awesome tiki bar. Mm. Um, you can you know, you know, can always have fun at a tiki bar. Sounds I mean, exciting, Kyle. It was so much fun, and Hurtado was great. And then we saw John at his tailgate. He told us where he was going to be, smoked a brisket. Forget about Hurtado's bar- barbecue. John from Joliet had a hell of a brisket. He gave us a little piece Open arms welcomed us. They had a hope. They had Bears fans and Cowboy fans. Good mix. Ha- ha- yeah, hanging at his tailgate. Uh, they smoked a, a brisket overnight. It was fantastic. So I told John, "You're getting a big shout out and tip of the cap." But he came by to the broadcast and hung with us. And we thank him for the recommendation for Hurtado because it was great. Um, and yeah, I'm telling you, we're going to spend some more time on the game day experience coming up here after one because I think it is important to know considering what the Bears are planning long term. Let's go to. Where do we want to go? How about Eddie on the north side? What up, Eddie?
3: Hey, boys! Did you see that stadium that Buffalo was building? Yes, that thing looked amazing. Yeah, I saw the renderings for that. That was unbelievable. About the game, you know, when I watched that game and I watched it, as soon as Dallas went up fourteen nothing, the Dallas defense was like, "Oh, we got this game," and and then they started running on them, running on them. But there is at no point that I didn't think that Dallas was going to waste them. And they did exactly what I thought they were going to do. And point about Justin is just like the Sean Watson, he came in and he was an okay quarterback. But they went twelve and four. They went twelve and three. Went to the playoffs, and then his last year, when everyone said that he was good, they won four games, and he wanted out of there.
0: Mm.
3: That's what happened.
0: Eddie, thanks, brother. Uh, brother, we appreciate you checking in as always. Uh, another thing about the Dallas D, real quick, since Eddie was talking about that, what they they might have been thinking when they took that big lead. So, when I got in the Uber going back to the airport, and I had my you know I had a Bears sweatshirt, on right? And right. I was so I was talking to the Uber driver. He said on the Dallas, he was listening to the game. He was driving all day, right, So he was right, listening. Right. He said they were also at times impressed, and they hadn't seen teams much this year, sort of wear out the the Cowboy defense the way the Bears did. And a couple of guys had to go get IVs, I guess they were saying, yeah. and like. That he said the broadcast was sort of complimentary to the fact that not many teams have sort of exhausted Dallas's D the way the Bears did yesterday between running the hell out of it and some of the things Justin was doing. That like they were pleasantly surprised with what the Bears were doing. Well, Dallas that. gets to buy next week, so yeah, you know,
2: they they yeah. can get drained and then get worn down. They've got a week to rest and then they come back in yeah. again. Would have been interesting to see if Dallas played. Mm. What the Bears' effect would have had on them. Yeah, that's a good point. Then. Good point. Right, but they get now the buy. so you're not going to be able to tell no matter
0: what. You gave Braxton Jones, the, Yur- the Yurko grade was an 80. 80. Uh, the pass block grade from pro football focus is a 75. Yeah. So pretty close, yeah. Yurk. Yeah. You can't always bat right. on him and poo-poo him. I can, but I do. <laughs> I will. They got a pretty good eye. We'll take more of your Bears calls coming up. If you were there, let us know your thoughts, and Yurko and I want to share some of the game day thoughts that we have, just the from an experience standpoint, considering... The Bears' big plans of moving to Arlington Heights. I, I do think it's an important part of uh, the equation of yesterday as the Bears played in big D. Three one two, three three two, three seven, seven six. You got a question for the good kid about the game, a thought. He's starting to feel better about fields. I think we're seeing some signs of growth, people. And even though they lost by twenty, I think a lot of Bears fans walked out of there yesterday, myself including, going, Hey, that wasn't so bad. Justin in this offense is starting to get it. We'll be back in two minutes.